everybody, Matt Hartman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast on your home of the plethora of programming, that is CKCC Radio. Uh, Happy New Year, uh, as this is the first episode of uh, 2023. And um, last time I, we talked, uh, last time last episode we did was the championship show, the, the big uh, championship show where we talked about Joey Logano winning his second championship, uh, Ty Gibbs, and Zane Smith winning the Xfinity and Truck Series titles, sorry about that. Any noise? I like I said, I am in the mobile studio. And three, as always, um, Bluetooth can be a wonderful thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, we did that, and it's been a while. Holidays came up. Uh, I was hoping to do kind of like a, um, a countdown type episode. Um, about the uh, biggest moments of um, the racing year, but uh, due to obviously the holidays, I've, I kind of took off from recording, spent it with my family and friends and all that, and um, I actually kind of got, got the flu, so it kind of took away from more time recording, but anyway, here we are, beginning of the new year. Why not? Might as well start it off right. Uh, you know, we got we got stuff to talk about. Um, you know, soon we'll actually have uh, Pop Quiznos back. I'm not doing one this week, but um, we got a lot of racing to talk about. Uh, off the track stuff. And the first I, I want to start with. Uh, is a, um, this is, it, it, I hate starting off these shows, uh, talking about the passing of somebody, um, and, and this is, this is somebody big in the world of motorsports, uh, somebody known, um, you know, and, um, kind, kind of on the, I, I don't want to say the fringe of where pop culture and racing mix, motorsports mix, but, uh, this is uh, this is a, a pretty big name if you if you know motorsports, uh, especially rally racing and rally cross racing. This is a huge name in it. Um, Ken Block, uh, Ken Block passed away um, over New Year's weekend in a snowmobiling accident. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Ken Block is. Or had seen his shirts and hats um, right around 2010, 2011 during that era. You um, always saw a lot of monster hats with Ford and I would say Block on the back. Um, they, they were popular up uh, where I live um, in Maine, and uh, I, I'm not ashamed to say I owned one of those Ken Block hats. I believe I still got it. I just don't know where. Um, packed away somewhere. Um, but, uh, Ken Block, uh, 
was a, a rallycross driver and the father of both the Hoonigan lifestyle, uh, which is, you know, the drift cars, the, you know, rallycross, uh, that, that type of shit. And um, he, uh, <coughs> and Gymkhana, um, which, which, you know, some people just know him from. Um, obviously, Jim Connor, as I explained to one person, is basically, uh, it's just parkour with a car instead of, you know, a person. And um, it's the craziest damn thing I'd ever seen. Uh, made Ken a huge YouTube star. Um, and uh, on top of his racing, and um, Ken, who uh, was one of the... Um, Founders of the DC Shoe Company, a uh, big motorsports enthusiast, got into rally racing, uh, was part of the Subaru factory team for a while before going to Ford, uh, which he's most remembered driving uh, his little DC Shoes um, Monster Energy Drink uh, Ford Festiva. I think that's probably the only time the Ford Festiva was ever cool, is uh, with Ken Block behind the wheel. Uh, and one of the one of the biggest names in rallycross. Um, I know rallycross isn't as big as it used to be, but uh, he was one of the big names there, uh, along with the likes of like Travis Pastrana, um, former NASCAR driver and Formula One prospect, uh, Scott Speed, Tanner Faust, uh, Brian Deegan, uh, Steve Arpin. You know. Guys like that, um, but Ken was obviously outside of Pastrana was the biggest name there, the biggest like actual. Oh, that's weird. Uh, was one of the biggest names that there was out there, and like I said, he you know he was certainly a um, like I said on the fringe of pop culture. Um, Obviously, it didn't hurt with uh, being part of that monster energy drink family as it kind of fit in with that energy drink um, lifestyle. And, um, you know, he uh, certainly did a lot with, you know, in, in that, you know, he uh, was featured in many video games on the cover of a lot of the... Um, the Dirt games um, for uh, the the PlayStation and Xbox systems. Um, I, believe he, I believe his car was on the cover of at least three of them. Uh, he competed in the X Games, where outside of YouTube, where a lot of people had heard of them. Uh, and um, you know, for the people who didn't quite follow rally racing and eventually would follow Rallycross. Uh, he was certainly one of the huge names. Um, he even had, um, as part of Hot Wheels' regular line, he actually had his Ford Festiva. Actually, two versions of his Ford Festiva, if I remember correctly, um, rolled out as part of that line. I mean, Sands, it was the without the monster logos, uh, but, it, you know, it was just part of that whole thing and I mean like I said when you if you hit the regular <coughs> um, 
Hot Wheels line, you know you made it. Um, because what child, I mean, what child doesn't like Hot Wheels? Who doesn't know what Hot Wheels is? You know, there's a whole um, little culture that really collects, I mean, I'm a NASCAR collector, but I know that's nothing compared to what Hot Wheels is like. Um, you know, they're worldwide. You can find Hot Wheels anywhere in the world. And just to have his car as part of that line, you know that there's kids all over the world who probably have a Ken Block car. Um, may not know exactly who he is, but they have that. So uh, it, it's iconic. Uh, Ken's very iconic, like I said, you know, the, um, through, you know, his rally racing, um, but he unfortunately passed away, and this, and when I got the news of it, this was also right around the same time that, uh, DeMar Hamlin's, uh, the, the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin happened on Monday Night Football, so, I mean, that was, you know, I was going on to kind of find out what was going on. So seeing updates on my phone on just thoughts for Damar Hamlin and, you know, open, open up Facebook and the first thing I see is the passing of Ken Block. And it's kind of like, wow. And like I said, this is all over New Year's weekend. You know, so we had the, it was like a triple whammy. Um in a lot of ways, just starting off uh, 2023 on the wrong foot, you know, with Ken Block passing, uh, you know, the whole situation with DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, um, and then, you know, Jeremy Renner of, um, you know, in the world of movies, you know, Hawkeye from the, the Marvel films along with, uh, other films uh, like um, The Hurt Locker and The Town, which he was nominated for Oscars for. I forgot he was nominated for The Town, but yeah, his character, he, he, he played a really, really good role in that movie. And, um, along with, you know, kind of being the guy to replace... Um, Matt Damon in the um, the Jason Bourne series of films, even though he wasn't Jason Bourne, he just kind of you know was kind of that if you you know if you're into those type of films. Um, but it was a um, you know he was injured in a snowplowing accident, and you know obviously Ken Block with the snowmobiling accident it was just not a good way to start off the year, but, um, so obviously thoughts and prayers with, um, the Ken Block family, he was, uh, 55, and I really didn't think he was that old, but apparently I'm wrong, uh, he was 55, um, you know, along with thoughts and prayers to, um, DeMar Hamlin's family, the, uh, the Buffalo Bill who had to be rushed to the hospital. during that Monday Night Football game and, and Jeremy Renner and his family. So, not a, an auspicious way to start off the year. Um, but we do have good news, obviously. Um, 
Caitlin Sweet and Kyle Larson and um, started off the year um, in good spirits uh, with um, a third child. Um, Kyle, who is the 2021 Cup Series champion, and his wife Caitlin, the sister of multi-time World of Outlaw champion, <laughs> talk about racing families, um, Caitlin Sweet, uh, they, they had their third child, and, you know, mom and baby seem to be doing good, um, and uh, follow it up, and, you know, I see that um, 2021 Xfinity Series champion, um, Daniel Hemrick, and his wife, Kenzie, uh, welcomed their second child to the uh, a son by the name of Rustin, um, obviously a, uh, Kenzie's maiden name, uh, and it yet another racing family, as uh, Kenzie was a former K&N East Series driver for a number of years, uh, driving for team for a bunch of teams there, uh, most notably driving for Ben Kennedy, the grandson of Bill France Jr., and great-grandson of NASCAR's founder, Bill France Sr., <laughs> and, um, they would, uh, welcome their second child, so it's something with those 2021 champions. They had a busy 2022, that's all I could say. Um, but you had that, and then, um, I believe it was New Year's Day, um, Bubba Wallace and his longtime girlfriend, Amanda, tied the knot. Um, so Bubba started off the year on the right foot, you know, and I know there's some people who are not huge fans of Bubba Wallace, but it's, it's a, it's a good start to the year, uh, for the young man, um, you know, and, and all that. Uh, there's also news that, uh, most of, if not all the sponsorship for Kyle Bush in the, uh, Richard Childress 8 car. <laughs> has been tied up as uh, OSCO uh, uniforms along with um, Cheddar Scratch Kitchen, um, Lavino, and now Bet MGM have uh, signed on um, with the two time uh, Cup Series champion as um, pretty much all the sponsorship that Tyler Reddick had last year will be. Uh, joining um, the Candyman, well, the former Candyman, I should say, um, over there, and uh, it, it begs the question: um, with all these sponsors in place, was sponsorship really that much of an issue for Joe Gibbs Racing? Um, you know, trying to trying to attract sponsors to Kyle Busch, or was this more of a um, they move to get a older yet extremely talented driver um, out of out of the seat for a younger talent at um, Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, that younger talent being Joe's grandson. Um, you know, so I I don't know. I'm, it kind of makes the story a little more bizarre as Joe Gibbs Racing does have this uh, this thing with pushing older drivers out. And I'm sure uh, Kyle's gonna go into 2023, not just with a renewed vigor, um, being 
competitive because he is ultra competitive but on top of that um, making a point to prove that uh, that he wants to beat Joe Gibbs Racing uh, so um, I, I don't think I'd want to deal with a extremely motivated Kyle Busch if I'm uh, a driver in a Toyota I think this adds extra motivation, and and that's not a good thing for the rest of the field. Um, so, um, also, um, news came out, and this was kind of a double whammy. <coughs> if you are a Michael Walt, uh, Michael Andretti fan, uh, as Andretti Autosport uh, made two announcements. Uh, the first that they will be joining. Um, IMSA, the International Motorsports Association, um, International, yeah, Motorsports Association, sorry, I had to think of what the acronym stood for, for IMSA, that they will be um, ent entering uh, joint entries with Wayne Taylor Racing, uh, Wayne Taylor's uh, team uh, is, is a very successful team. Uh, winning multiple um, races and very competitive. Um, they will be uh, joining forces there. Um, and while that entry is intriguing with obviously uh, my uh, Andretti Autosport, you know, already kind of having um, teams in many different divisions, uh, IndyCar, Indy Lights, uh, they have a rallycross team with uh, Scott Speed, who we were talking about not too long ago, uh, who is a former champion in that series, multi-time champion, I believe. Um, they also have a foothold in the V8 Supercar Series down in um, Australia, where uh, they have a partnership, I believe it's with Walkinshaw Racing, which is just a fun team to say, Walkinshaw. Uh, they have a partnership down there, um, competing, and um, now IMSA, but the cream of the crop part of it is Andretti, I believe it's called Andretti United, um, which is a partnership of Andretti Autosport, uh, which just broke ground on a new facility in Indiana not too long ago pretty big facility from what I hear it's going to be and um, Cadillac have announced that they are entering Formula One now it's been no secret that um, Michael Andretti's goal is to own a team in Formula One Michael who is a former um, F1 veteran uh, he did compete for a singular season um, in F1 and won the Grand Prix of Italy. Uh, so, I mean, this was kind of a, a huge, huge deal. Um, to get back to F1, uh, it's been no secret. I know that there's been a lot of hurdles, um, you know, looking at buying a team in F1 and or um, starting a team from scratch. And now with... Um, 
General Motors and Cadillac. I mean, this is this is a huge announcement. This will obviously bring a lot of American eyes, more Americanized than traditional F1. This will bring a lot more to the product. Uh, F1 really wants to gain that fan base here in the U.S., uh, which I will say it seems like it's tapered off the last 20, 25 years, um, you know, and I think this is a big boost, obviously, um, F1, you know, it's kind of been a, a European all-boys club for many, many years, um, while Gene Haas is, um, the owner and founder of Haas CNC Machinery, one of the largest CNC machinery, um, companies in the world. Um, so Gene Haas definitely has money. Um, his teams have not been all, all too successful. Um, now Michael is going to take a stab at it and obviously with his racing background and his racing pedigree I think that this might actually be successful for not only him but for an American manufacturer. Um, because we haven't seen a whole lot of American uh, based companies in the U.S. while well, in F1 really be competitive. The last that I can recall is when Ford, um, with their Jaguar brand, um, which I guess you can kind of split hairs on that, you know, Jaguar being a, a British brand but under the Ford umbrella, um, tried to be competitive and brought in, um, uh, Bobby Rahal is their, you know, is the head of that team. And, well, it, it, it didn't quite go belly up, but it wasn't as successful. But other than that, I can't recall an American car manufacturer going all in on F1. And I know that I'm not expecting them to win right out of the box. Um, <coughs> it, it's not often in motorsports that you win right out of the box. I mean, granted, it took track house a year or so. I mean, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing didn't win right out of the box. Um, Rick Rick Hendrick is probably the closest team that I've seen win right out of the box. Um, him and uh, uh, Roger Penske's team is, you know, won in their first season. But... Uh, more often than not, it takes a little while, you know, it's like a slow burn uh, to get some of these teams competitive um, to the point where they're competing for wins and championships. So while, you know, there, there certainly is a lot of money and interest in everything going into um, this new venture, I think that this is going to be kind of a slow burn. It's going to take them a little while to get competitive. Um, you know, so it's going to be a long-term investment, <laughs> um, especially if you're an American fan. You want to see uh, competitive American uh, teams and owners and possibly drivers um, in that type of ride. Um, obviously, I think it, it's only a matter of time before Andretti moves um their young driver in IndyCar, Colton Herta, over to um, over to F1. He has uh, there has been a lot of links to him going to Formula One, uh, much like there has been with Pato Award um, going over there as well. But I think um, 
this really kicks open that door for um, Colton Herta to make that move to um, to Formula One uh, a lot sooner than um, initially it rumored. So, like I said, this is going to be it's going to be a, a project, and I I don't expect them to go overnight. But this I think really opens up a lot of eyes. Um, to people who normally would not follow Formula One here in the U.S. I mean, granted, I know that they have three races scheduled in America. Um, next year, Circuit of the Americas, Las Vegas, and Miami again. Um, but I think this is really what's going to do it. Um, especially for a long time um, open wheel fans. Uh, or just anybody who's ever heard of the Andretti name. I think that's going to kind of peak a little bit of interest there. <coughs> so, um, but we have all that. Um, speaking of the world of IndyCar, um, McLaren is kind of really shored up their roots in IndyCar um, as it announced that the team that was known as Aero, McLaren Aero SP, uh, will now just be going on. Um, by the name Arrow McLaren Racing, uh, Arrow, which is one of their one of their sponsors, um, was around um, back when the team was Schmidt Peterson uh, Racing. Uh, I, be I believe that um, McLaren now has bought out um, Sam Schmidt's um, part of the team that they are now fully owned by the McLaren entry, um, which which makes their connection in F1 um, a little, their bond to F1 a little stronger uh, as they, they will all be under that same umbrella and it's going to be really interesting because that is, uh, will shore up another possible um, entry for uh, much like Colton Herta, this, the, there is that connection for Pato Award to go from the McLaren um, the McLaren team in IndyCar over to their Formula One effort uh, without really having to do way too much. Uh, so we have all that. Um, other real quick tidbits that I saw that are interesting. Uh, Jeff Burton, uh, who last year drove for uh, Chris R and R Racing, uh, will have a new home and compete uh, full-time in 2023 uh, with Jordan Anderson Racing. Now Jordan Anderson, who uh, is an owner-driver in the trucks, expanded into the Xfinity Series last year, had um, a full-time team with Myatt Snyder uh, and Tax Slayer in the 31 car and ran um, part-time in the in a second car uh, Jeb will run the 27 car, the same number that he carried for R Racing, along with many of his longtime sponsors like Alsco Uniforms and Rocky Boots and very, very longtime partner, uh, State Water Heaters. Um, they will be competing for Jordan Anderson in a second car, I believe it was Parker Ratzliff, um, being the, the driver of the 31 car taking over. Um, Snyder's spot with the team and uh, they've um, 
uh, partnership, obviously, uh, in kind of step in ownership uh, with John Bamarado, Bamarado uh, who owns the Bamarado Auto Group out there in the Midwest. Uh, <coughs> and so I, I think that that's going to be a, a great uh, partnership. Now, I'm really expecting a lot out of uh, Jeff Burton, who uh, has has wins in the Xfinity series and in the truck series, but this, um, with a full season, this may be his best shot yet um, with um, the Xfinity circuit, so, um, but, anyway, um, this is our first, like I said, first episode of the new year, it's been kind of quiet on a lot of fronts, um, I'm expecting things to pop back up because we're 44 days away from uh, the Daytona 500. Uh, so it's getting it's getting down the brass tacks. We're going to see probably some more announcements soon. Like um, waiting on the announcement of Jimmy Johnson, what his new number is going to be, and what his sponsors will be uh, for his part-time run with Petty GMS Racing, along with. Um, many many other announcements but that's that's the one I'm really waiting to see so until then um, I'm Matt Hardman and I will see you at the track bye